0: Hello there, here we are, we're now back on the podcast for the day. Aging and depression. That's my topic, aging and depression. You know, when we increase our age, we're in the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s even. We often portray this time as a time to sit back and reflect and rest and just enjoy the memories of the past, and reflections on things you've done and productivity in which you've been engaged, enjoy the family, enjoy the uh, career that you've had and the people that you've known over the years. In other words, increasing age is often associated with passivity, reflection, thought, uh, rumination, uh, that kind of mental activity but you know not necessarily will that ever happen unfortunately for many people aging is not so idyllic late life events change the things change their level of our level of appreciation for aging mental disorders medical disorders loss of friends from death and moving away loss of a spouse from a death, or moving away. All of those things uh, create the inability to really cherish what you had hoped to cherish in your older years of life. In other words, late life has its own toll. So if you sit back and you wait to engage in this kind of reflection, you may not be able to. That may be gone. And certainly, increasing age is associated with the loss of a lot of different things in our life. Besides the people and the enjoyment of activities and that kind of thing, you know, many of us lose eyesight, hearing loss. There are other physical changes that take place that keep you from being able to enjoy life. Bad knees, bad hips, bad back. All those things create limitations. And there are financial setbacks. There might have been a bankruptcy. There might have been some kind of loss of investment of some kind. So there are financial losses, financial uh, challenges that keep one from being able to really enjoy and appreciate and just involve themselves in life at the older ages. So... Instead of enjoyment, sadness that's in, anxiety, loneliness, lowered self-esteem, you know, apathy, kind of social withdrawal, isolation, all those things seem to come into play. And sometimes increasing age is not what we anticipated it to be, not what it could be, not what it should be. You know, the insurance companies have a chart. And they call it your charter productivity. Now, productivity is different from how long you're going to live or how well you're going to live, for that matter. Productivity is your ability to continue to earn income, your ability to contribute to your community or to your society or to your church or your club or to your family. Productivity is the ability to give something, to do something for somebody else, and to participate in the uh, ongoing process of, of um, economic growth or personal growth in some way. And at 80 years of age, let's start at the tail end of that chart, okay? At 80 years of age, the insurance companies anticipate that you'd have another five years of productivity. Five years. So in other words, insurance company projects... An individual's lifestyle, productivity level, until about 85 years of age. And that's when you're at 80. You can almost anticipate another 5 years. So that if you're at 75 years of age, you have another 10 years of productivity. If you're at 70 years of age, you have another 20 years of productivity. Or 15 years, or somewhere in that range. In other words, productivity comes to a point where there's little that you can produce, little satisfaction you get from your production, which all through your life you've been able to produce and gain gain much satisfaction from what you've been able to produce. So look at it that way, that whatever your age is, anticipate that you have productive years ahead of you and enjoy them and plan for them and strategize for them and pick out what you're going to do and do something you've always wanted to do and do something that you could do now, but you were not able to do previously. There's another factor that needs to be taken into consideration when you you gain age. There's a difference between depression and despondency. You know, a despondent person realizes that they're in a predicament. Realizes that life is, has changed and life is sour and life has some, is in a point of pits. Okay? That's despondency. But a despondent person doesn't know what to do to get out of it. Doesn't know the answer. Doesn't know how to challenge himself or herself to get out of that state of, of uh, despair and, and uh, pain and hurt. Just doesn't know what to do. That's being despondent. <coughs> On the other hand, the depressed person feels the same thing, feels those same experiences, goes through life in the same way. Of things are now hard to do and they're uh, burdensome to do and, and more more difficult. But doesn't want to do anything about it. Just doesn't have the motivation. Doesn't have the energy. Doesn't have the enthusiasm, doesn't have the drive, doesn't have the interest in overcoming the depression or getting back into the game, so to speak. So there's a difference between the despondent person and the depressed person. The despondent person just needs some help, needs some guidelines, needs somebody to do some things with him, needs a friend, needs associates, needs the family to come around him and take him places and do things. That's the despondent person. The depressed person resists and fights the family and doesn't want to do anything doesn't even care lost interest and that's the person that might benefit from depression medication not the despondent person despondent people don't need medication they just need activity but the depressed person would probably benefit from some med- from medication so in other words as you get older Depression sets in, but not with everybody. Sometimes it looks like depression, but it's really just despondency. But when you get older, another factor sets in. In other words, things develop that you didn't plan on. Things develop that make life now much harder. You didn't plan on having Parkinson's disease. You didn't plan on having a heart attack. You didn't plan on falling and breaking your hip or having knee trouble that makes pain so hard, it's hard to be active and to do things that you always wanted to do. You didn't know that you're going to have bad feet. So it's hard to move and hard to go places and hard to walk very long and very great distances. You didn't know that you're going to have the depression, you didn't know you're going to have dementia setting in. I mean, the problem with aging is things happen that we don't know are going to happen. Now we hear about these things, we might read about these things, but we don't know that they're going to happen to us. The old story, I don't think it's going to happen to me. Well, things do happen. And things do make it more difficult to enjoy life or to engage in life or to involve oneself in life. Because things happen. Bad things happen. Tough things happen. Things you didn't plan on. In the same way you didn't plan on your spouse dying. You didn't plan on your best friend moving away and going with his or her family. You know, you didn't plan on your children moving away because they had a change of jobs. You know, you didn't plan on those things. Here you thought you had life in pretty good shape. And all of a sudden, these kind of things happen. They happen around us, they happen to us, and they happen within us. So, regardless of the cause, depression can have an alarming effect on older people. Mortality rate is greater among the older people who are depressed as compared to older people who are not depressed. You know, people who are depressed not only die sooner, but don't live life as well. Quality of life is cut short and limited. But with people who are not depressed, life continues to be a challenge. Life continues to be enticing. Life continues to be something to to be part of and to be engaged in it. And to be engaged with other people, younger people, older people, people your same age. Just be involved in social events and social ongoing activity. Only if you're older and not depressed. If you're older and depressed, then you withdraw and you isolate and it only leads to more depression. Now, what do we do about all this? What's the, what's the response to all this? How do we kind of handle this? You know, living with insomnia, living with memory loss, living with lack of energy, living with pain, living with limited motion of the body, limited strength, increased weight of obesity even, lack of appetite, the lack of energy, the lack of drive. You know, how do you live with that? when these kind of things, stuff that you didn't particularly plan on and didn't particularly know was going to be your plate. So what can you do? Here's a couple things. Do not isolate. Rather, socialize. Be where people are. Be where the action is. Be where the activity is. Now, whether you participate in it or not, but just be where it is and observe it and then as you're able, participate in it. Go to church. Go to AA meetings. You know, go to uh, your club meetings. Start up a bridge group. Start up a coffee lunch group that meets every week or every month or like many, many men do. A coffee clutch every day, early in the morning, five or six o'clock in the morning. And get together with four, five, six to eight people who have some similar backgrounds to you and just be part of the world be part of the action be part of where the activity is that's what you do if you can't get there yourself somebody can help you get there you got family members you got friends that can get you there and that's what friends do they get you where you need to be so that you can fight this dilemma of aging depression so socialize but also stimulate your mind take one day and just go to the library go to your local library and just sit there for an hour or two or three and just browse and find a book that might be of interest to you and just sit there and read and observe the students and observe what's going on go to your county library your public library your university library your college library wherever you want can go libraries are there for you they're free and just spend some time there. Read the paper if you want. Read magazines if you want to. Libraries are there, but go to the library. Just drive there and go in and sit for an hour. Stimulate your mind. Go to a concert. Go to a symphony. Where there's music, you be there. And the more music that is similar to what you enjoyed when you were younger, the better. Older people like to listen to music that they enjoyed when they were younger. So find that kind of music and be part of it. Play it at home. Make sure you have a player that will just play the music that you like and make sure you get an hour a day of music. An hour a day of music. Okay? So stimulate yourself in ways that you exercise your brain and enjoy the rhythm. That comes with music. Engage in art. You know, be a creative artist. Lots of older people. Start drawing and start painting when they're older. Lots of them do. Grandma Moses is one (laughs) great example of that. But enjoy art. And if you do, start drawing. Just get some pens and, and colored pens and get some... Uh, paint brushes, or whatever you want to do, but start drawing. Be part of an art world. Just express yourself. Express your thoughts. Express your feelings. Express some ideas. Paint great places that you've been. Great, Paint the landscapes of places that you have enjoyed and have gone to frequently. Get into the art world. Get into the music world. Get into the library world. Get into the social world. In other words... Depression need not be your experience. Despondency need not be your experience. You can go and you can do and you can be part of these kind of things. Exercise. Add exercise to your program. Go to your gym. Leave your home. Go to the gym. Be back at home in one hour. Walk down the street. Walk around the block. Find somebody to take a walk with during the day. Get your neighbors to go for a walk with you. Find a dog that you can take for a walk. Your neighbors have dogs. Ask to take the dog for a walk. In other words, get your body moving. Get a stationary bike at home and and pedal it. You know, get a treadmill and walk it. But do something that will be an exercise program that will get your body moving. The rule is keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep reading. Keep singing. Keep writing. Keep reading. Keep talking. Keep socializing. Keep going. You don't want to give up. You don't want to stop. Because once you stop, it's harder to get going again. So depression and aging need not be together. You can age without depression. In the same way you can be depressed and not aged. But, uh... Aging, you can't do very much about. You're going to get older. It's just going to happen. But depression, you can do something about. You can prevent it. You can moderate it. You can reduce it. You can eliminate it. You can prevent it. Depression, you can do something about. So don't back off from it. Don't feel like you are helpless. Don't feel like it's hopeless. Become part of the world in which you live. Become part of the process around you that's going on with all the activity of all the younger people. You go to a church and they have Sunday school classes or midweek classes or discussion groups or some kind of studies, go to one. but Go to one where there's younger people. You'll be better for it. You'll be stimulated. And they will learn from you too, by the way. It goes both ways. If you're in a community group and you go to an AA meeting, go to an AA meeting where there's younger people, not just older. You'll be stimulated by them and they'll be benefited by you. So in other words, it's the involvement, it's the activity, it's pushing yourself out of the home and into the community, into the world around you. Be a productive person, be an active person, but you need not be depressed. You can be an old person, but not depressed. Okay? Just get that through your mind. And make sure that you engage the life that you have always engaged throughout life. No need to back off. No need to taper it down. No need to just say, I can't do that anymore. You might do it a little less. You might do it a little less vigorously. You might do it a little bit less frequently. But you can still be an active member of your community. Of your society, of your community, of your club, of your church, or your organization, or whatever it is that you're part of. You can be an active and a participating and a productive person, and a giving person to that particular organization. So, look favorably upon it, okay? Hey, nice to talk to you today. This has been the uh, Psychology Report. And end uh glad to have you with me. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. i got my new book coming out on journaling. We'll get it out to you pretty soon. We'll let you know about it. But that's my next one. And uh, the one that I have now just produced, you can get it on Amazon. It's on depression. Getting your way out of depression. Finding your way out of depression. A lot of self-help ideas there. Things that you can do. Things that a professional can do for you and with you. But you don't need to be depressed. Get a hold of the book. You go to Amazon and go and just access my name, Alan Hedberg. Or look under the title of Depression, and the book will pop up. And go ahead and get it, okay? It'll be of great help for you. Okay, bye for now.